with the widest choice of PPE. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Hi, good morning everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Tuesday morning. It is the 7th of November 2023, Melbourne Cup Day 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text as always 0457 36736. That's all before breakfast. Uh, for this is Sydney with Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander this morning. Fossey back next Monday. And Pat and Heels along at 6 a.m. local time. Of course, you'll get the first hour of Jimmy and Brandy. Big show, though, between now and then. Of course, we will talk Melbourne Cup, one of the greatest days of the year. We'll get to that in a second. A lot of cricket news around as well, including a very uh, bizarre dismissal yesterday, or last night in the game between Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. We'll talk about that. Bit of rugby league news as well with teams now back, some teams now back at pre-season training. We'll cross to America in about 10 or so minutes and have a chance with Chris Perkins. A lot to get through with him. And John Gallo will join me on the line in about half an hour or so to talk all things football, both the A-League here, EPL, and also we'll talk about Football Australia looking to bring in a second division as well from around 2025. So a lot to get through, but most importantly, we want to hear from you on this Tuesday morning, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736 at 2 past 5 in New South Wales, 2 past 4 in Queensland, let's look at what's making news for the Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power Without Limits. And it is Melbourne Cup Day today. As we know, one of the greatest days on the sporting calendar. And we talk about it on this show quite often, about what is the biggest day on the Australian sporting calendar. I, you know, and you throw in NRL Grand Finals, AFL Grand Finals, State of Origins, Melbourne Cup, Australian Open Final each year, or finals each year. Uh, we talk about it again on Anzac Day with both the NRL and the AFL and how big it is. Is Melbourne Cup the biggest day on the Australian sporting calendar? Yes or no? And if it isn't, what is? It would have to be up there. As we spoke with Matty Cox, host of Tradies News in Melbourne the other day about um, public holiday in Victoria, but even people right around where you're listening today, through New South Wales, through Queensland, even if you're heading to work, I dare say the vast majority of you will be finishing a bit earlier or at least taking a break to watch the big race. It is the race that stops the nation. So is it the biggest day on the Australian sporting calendar? If not, what is? Give me your top three days on the Australian sporting calendar that we get each and every year. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736. And I want to know what you're going to be doing today and give us a tip. Now, this is going to be a theme, I imagine, right throughout the day on SEN up until about 3 p.m. But who are you tipping in at the Melbourne Cup if you're not up nice and early? Uh, just gone 5 a.m. in New South Wales, 4 a.m. in Queensland. Who is your tip for the Melbourne Cup? What are you going to be doing and who are you going to be backing? Uh, we'll find out. Give us an early tip, 0457 736 736. It won't be Cleveland, though. Uh, that was scratched last night, a late scratching. And another horse in doubt as well. They won Damien Oliver. Uh, who is, this is basically it for him in terms of Melbourne Cup. 
retiring at the end of the spring carnival. So let's hope he gets a ride today. But anyway, who are you going to be tipping? What are you on? And what are you going to be doing today? Are you going to be watching it at home? Work putting something on? Are you going out somewhere? Are you going to Randwick? Of course, the big dance on at Randwick as well. Uh, clearly doesn't capture the attention as much as the Melbourne Cup, but I've been out to Randwick uh, once for Melbourne Cup Day many years ago now. This is pre-Everest and uh, the big dance and all those races, and it was a very good day out. So what are you doing? Give us an early tip. Is it the biggest day on the Australian sporting calendar? And, yeah, what will you be doing today watching the Melbourne Cup? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And we will get a tip. I'll give you my tip later. We'll get a tip from Chris Perkins. Not entirely sure how across the Melbourne Cup he is, but we will have a, a chat with him shortly. We'll give him to give us a tip. John Gallo will give us a tip as well. I'll give you my tip. Happy to hear yours as well. Uh, 0457 736 736. Might find a prize for uh, if anyone tips the right horse uh, that we can give away tomorrow. Now, cricket, let's have a look at what happened there. I'll get to the bizarre of a dismissal, and we'll talk to Paul Dennett later in the week as well about the cricket on Thursday morning. But Sri Lanka played Bangladesh last night. Uh, Sri Lanka off their 49.3 overs. They didn't make 50 overs, but they still scored 279 runs. Not enough, though. Bangladesh chasing it down in 41.1 overs, uh, winning by three wickets with plenty to spare. So Bangladesh winning, Sri Lanka losing. Again, uh, not a good result for England. It puts them further behind now. The World Cup continues tonight, an important game for Australia against Afghanistan. That'll be at 7.30 tonight. But if you were watching it last night, or maybe uh, you've seen this on social media over the past few hours, uh, Sri Lanka's Angelo Matthews was on Monday, uh, yesterday, controversially given timed out in that game against Bangladesh, becoming the first man to suffer the dismissal in the history of international cricket. It took him two minutes to take to, to take strike, um, and then the opposition skipper, the Bangladesh skipper, appealed, which was upheld by the on-field umpire. Matthews came into bat in the 25th over, but was unable to secure his helmet tightly enough, an action which delayed the resumption of play. Following the Bangladesh appeal, the umpires had a lengthy discussion with the players, including Matthews. They ruled Matthews to be out. And he's 36 years of age. He reluctantly trudged off with most spectators appearing bemused by the decision. Some Bangladesh fans applauded. Now, according to the laws of cricket, after the fall of a wicket or the retirement of a batsman, the incoming player must be ready to receive the ball within two minutes. The Association of Cricket Statisticians and Historians said there have been six instances of timed out in first-class cricket. So... What do we reckon there? Um, timed out. I've never seen that. Charlie Goodsir was saying in the office earlier that he has actually got someone timed out before. Now, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but he, oh, to the rules. To the rules of cricket. So, Angelo Matthews timed out. And in the end, Sri Lanka going on to win, uh, to lose that match against Bangladesh. Have you ever seen anything like that? Now, clearly not in international cricket because that's the first time it has happened in international cricket. But have you seen it happen maybe at a local level? Um, maybe state level? Sure, it might have happened at state level before. We'll speak to Paul Dennett about it on Thursday. If someone uh, has seen it, it's obviously going to be him. Uh, but... Very bizarre. If you saw it last night, if you're watching the cricket overnight, what did you make of it? Angelo Matthews 
given timed out and Sri Lanka going on to lose that game to Bangladesh. Meanwhile, Steve Smith is dealing with a vertigo spell but expects to be available for Australia's match against Afghanistan tonight. Uh, The former captain was visibly grimacing as he fronted a press conference on match eve and revealed that he was struggling with the issue, which he has dealt with previously. He did say, though, he should be okay, but conceded he wasn't in a great spot. He said, it's just been a bit annoying, so hopefully I can get through training today and be all good. It's not a nice place to be. I've had a few episodes, so I can tell you it's not the funnest space to be in. He's under the weather, uh, but he is optimistic both Mitch Marsh and Glenn Maxwell would be available to return for the match uh, to return for the match from which Australia can secure a semi-final spot. Marsh has already rejoined the Australian squad after returning to Perth to be with his family. Uh, the sad news was that his grandfather, Ross, passed away on Friday. Maxwell was, meanwhile, set to train on Monday after being concussed in a golfing mishap a week ago. Smith said that while he hadn't been told, he expected to drop down the order to number four if Marsh was available. So let's hope Steve Smith is okay for tonight after having a bout of vertigo. And hopefully Mitch Marsh and Glenn Maxwell both back in it to the team. They play Afghanistan, as I say, 7.30 tonight, 6.30 in Queensland. We will have a chat with Paul Dennett uh, on Thursday morning to wrap up a week, uh, the last week of the round-robin tournament before we get into the semi-finals. A bit of rugby league news as well. Uh, some teams back at training uh, yesterday. Uh, the ones that missed the finals, a handful of clubs returning to pre-season training. Parramatta among them, uh, the Dragons among them, also the Tigers among them. I see Benji Marshall has had quite a lot to say in the Daily Telegraph today, which we'll try and get to between now and six. The Dolphins also kicking off their pre-season training as well yesterday. So whilst a lot of the teams um, who featured in the final series will not be back at training just yet, uh, there's the teams that didn't have made that didn't make the finals back at preseason training, and I would imagine though that any of the players that were playing international rugby league, uh, whether it be here locally or overseas, probably what well, was seventh of November now, uh, you wouldn't expect a lot of them probably to be back until after the Christmas break. Maybe some of them would uh, return for a couple of weeks, but clearly they haven't had any break really. Um, most of them anyway. There would be some of them. Uh, a small handful of them who didn't feature in the final series that would have had a bit of time off, but most of them would have been playing finals footy to some degree. So no doubt they'll get a break and return to their clubs a little later on. Just makes, doesn't it, for a fairly short pre-season um, for these clubs and players that have played International Rugby League who then are featured in the finals. A lot of them, of course, featured in the grand final who then have played another month of footy after that. Then that you'd say take six or seven weeks off. Then it's Christmas time, and they're not back until the new year. And we're talking about a well two month preseason, but you throw in trial matches and preseason matches in the middle of that, it does make it tricky uh, for different clubs. But I'm sure they'll be able to deal with that somehow. And now this other one that we'll mention with John, but I'd be interested to get your take on it as well before a break. Football Australia has confirmed that formation of a national second division, but the competition won't start until 2025. It will commence in March to April of 2025. Uh, Football Australia will announce on November 20 which clubs will participate in the second division's season, first season. Clubs rumoured to have been successful with their application to be part of the competition include former NSL outfit South Melbourne, Preston, Marconi, Sydney Olympic, APL Leichhardt and Sydney United. 
In a statement, it was said this updated schedule will not only facilitate the finalisation of the competition uh, structure, but also grant all stakeholders sufficient time to finalise all logistical and operational aspects to guarantee a successful inauguration of this competition. Uh, Once the second division has matured, promotion and relegation between the second-tier competition and the A-League will be considered by Football Australia. Now, this is an interesting one. We'll talk to John about that in terms of what it means for Football Australia and the A-League. And if you are a football fan, soccer fan, happy to hear your thoughts on it. Would you like to see promotion relegation in Australian football? Would it maybe bring more interest to the A-League, which is waning a little bit? And because we talk a lot of rugby league on this station, and it has been mentioned before, would you like to one day get to a point in NRL land where we do see promotion and relegation? I don't know whether we'd ever get there. We would need a lot more teams, um, and I don't even think 20 teams would do it, to be honest. But would you like at some point to get to a situation where you see promotion and relegation from an NRL level? 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 01 1170 if you want to join in on that. Uh, it's 13 past five. So Melbourne Cup, give us a, t- a tip. What are you doing on Melbourne Cup Day? And is it Australia's biggest day in terms of the sporting calendar in the year? Promotion relegation of football here locally, A-League, with the start of the second division. Would you like to see that in football? Would you like to see it? in Rugby League, and whatever else is on your mind on this Tuesday morning. We're going to take a break. That's all for the Makita XGT. Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. We'll take a break, get to some of your texts. Give us a tip on Melbourne Cup Day at 14 past 5, 14 past 4 in Queensland. And on the other side of this, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins in America. It's 18 past five in New South Wales, 18 past four in Queensland. Asking you this morning, if it's not the biff day, if today's not the biggest day on the Australian sporting calendar, what is? Also asking you for your tip in the Melbourne Cup. Going to get one from Chris Perkins shortly. Matt says on the text line, 0457 736 736. Dan, what about the Boxing Day test and Sydney to Hobart yacht race? Well, I think, uh, I take your point, Reece, Sydney to Hobart, but I actually think, Matt, great text. I actually think the Boxing Day test is always, uh, you don't even have to have the Sydney to Hobart. That's just an added extra on how good that day is. Especially, Matt, isn't it great when you get the Boxing Day test, which is something I've never been to. It's on my bucket list to go. But when you get an Ashes series or Australia up against India or Australia against South Africa, but any point in time, the Boxing Day test is huge. So great point. That's one I did miss at the top of the show, but very, very big. And isn't it great Christmas Day? And then you just got cricket all day to watch on Boxing Day. Uh, fantastic. Thank you for the text, Matt. What is the what is Australia's biggest day in sport? Is it today? Give me your top three. If it's not this, what is it? Give me your top three days in Australian sport. And fire in a tip as well for today's Melbourne Cup. We'll find a prize for anyone uh, that tips the right winner. Uh, this morning. And also, football, soccer are bringing in a second division in a couple of years. They say down the line they'll consider uh, promotion and relegation. Firstly, would you like to see that in football from the A-League to the second division? And secondly, would we ever get to a stage in the NRL where we could get to that? And would you like to see it? Do you think it would add more interest in rugby league? Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 
or 1300 Don't forget, we're here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think redsmokealarms.com.au. And a mayor safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. It's 20 past. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line is Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning. Happy Melbourne Cup Day. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, of course, Victorians getting the public holiday. Those of us in New South Wales and Queensland, not an, ah. of, not an official public holiday, but I dare say, as I said at the top of the show, I know I'm going out, although to be fair, I do finish work probably a lot earlier than most people, but I'm going out and I dare say a lot of people will either be working in the morning and taking the afternoon off or maybe they'll conveniently be a little sick today or tomorrow. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it should be a good day. It's always busy around uh, Sydney and I'm sure Brisbane as well. Well, now, it's obviously the Melbourne Cup. We say it's the race that stops the nation. There would be a lot of people not at all caring about the Melbourne Cup, not interested in just going about their day, but we are on a sports station. So, of course, it is the race that stops the nation. Is there something similar in America? Now, I imagine it would be the Super Bowl. Am I right in thinking that, or is there something else that I might have forgotten? Yeah, the only the – only, the, the big event that – to be comparable would be the Super Bowl. Now, in horse racing, Kentucky Derby Day, mm. uh, first Saturday in May every mm. year, that's a big deal. That's that's the big, probably the biggest deal race over here mm. in, in horse racing. And and for a short event like a horse race is, mm. that that would be that would be the closest comparison. But yeah, in terms of big events, the Super Bowl w- would be would be something that's on that level over here as well. And what is unique about the Melbourne Cup, Chris, just before we get to your topics, is that, and you mentioned uh, Kentucky Derby, oh, and we have big races. Uh, we've got the Spring Carnival, the Autumn Carnival, but all of them, well, the majority of them are on Saturdays. So mm-hmm. what is unique about this is this is midweek, obviously a public holiday in Melbourne uh, or Victoria, but nowhere else, but it still captures the attention of the whole nation, which is something uh, that... Not many sports can do, but for a Tuesday afternoon, when you see, um, and I'll send, I'll take you, I'll take a photo uh, today of where I'm going, Chris. You'll see how busy the place will be. Completely sold out where I'm going. I know the same around uh, the country. So quite a remarkable. The whole country stops on a Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. Yeah, you don't get a lot of midweek events that are that that are that big. Especially, so yeah. I, I, that that would make Melbourne Cup very unique, especially in the afternoon as well. I mean, Origin is at night, but that's at night. That's not in the afternoon where a lot of people will be at work. Anyway, we'll get your Melbourne Cup tip in just a second. Before that, a couple of things to cover off. We were just talking just before we get to the NFL. We we're just talking about football, the round ball game, and we've been on the bus with you, Chris, over the past three, four, five, six months about your team. Now, uh, this is my last week for a while. While some renovations get uh, done here. Um, are you going to leave us with some good news, even though we'll speak on Thursday, but good news or bad news regarding your team? Yeah, the bus crashed. Oh, dear. Okay. That's that's not good. Out in, not good. Out in straight sets in the playoffs. Knocked mm. out by a sporting Kansas City. It's bad enough to get knocked out of the playoffs. It sucks. It mm. royally sucks mm. to get knocked out by the team and by the city that you hate the most in sports. Okay. Uh, yes, that, yes, I understand that feeling. Yes, that is Kansas City, and we've got we've got history. 
We do not do well in, in multi-game series against Kansas City. We're now 0-2 mm. in postseason series against Kansas City. I am still bitter about the 1985 World Series because Don Deckinger missed that call at first base in the ninth mm. inning of Game 6 with the Cardinals leading. I'm sorry. Not bitter at all, are you? I'm sorry. Not bitter. No, no. Hashtag still bitter will always be bitter mm-hmm. about that play. I was eight years old when that happened. Yeah, uh, but to lose to the rival, but even though the loss yesterday, it stings. It will sting for a while. It does not take away anything that was accomplished in 2023 by St. Louis City Soccer Club. First in the West, qualification for CONCACAF Champions Cup, made the playoffs. Uh, record-setting in terms of wins mm. by an expansion team, first expansion team to win the regular season conference title in MLS. Mm. A lot of history made, and they've built a great foundation for 2024 and beyond. And this year, this experience in the playoffs, it will be a lesson. Mm. It will be something remembered, hopefully in the future, right. and they can grow from that. So mm. I'll take positives out yeah. of this season. Always got to look at the positives. I agree, Chris. All right, uh, been a big twenty. Well, been a big weekend in the NFL. So give us a wrap of what has happened. Well, we had blockbusters all weekend. Mm. I mean, vir- virtually every time slot, every window yesterday with games. I went to Sunday night game, Bills and Bengals. In Cincinnati, came down to the wire. Bengals wind up winning 24-18. Had the Cowboys and Eagles in a great one in, in Philadelphia. Eagles, 8-1, 28-23 winners over Dallas. Uh, we had the morning game. We had a morning game from Frankfurt, Germany. Kansas City jumped out to a 21 nothing halftime lead. Dolphins fought back, came up short 21-14. Big game in the one o'clock Eastern window where you got eight, where we had eight games was supposed to be Baltimore and Seattle. Mm. Baltimore, uh, they, they, they have serious credentials as best team in the NFL because they absolutely pole axed Seattle 37 to three. And, you know, a couple the last couple of weeks they've played, uh, last two or three weeks they played Detroit, they played Seattle, two top teams in the NFC. Outscored them by a combined seventy-five to nine in those two games. That's quite one-sided. Quite one-sided. Hey, just quickly, sorry, just before you continue, uh, the crowd in Germany. Do you know how many was it? Was it busy there? Was it packed? I imagine it would have been. It was a sellout. They they sold it out. They wound up getting a really good game. A lot of Americans, of course, went over because you you want to follow your team, Mm -hmm. and if your team gets a chance to play in Europe, you'll take your you'll. You want to take that opportunity to go see them play in Europe and get a nice nice holiday in. But, yeah, there was a great crowd over there in Frankfurt. First time they were in Frankfurt, they'll do it again this Sunday. Indianapolis and New England play uh, this Sunday in Frankfurt to finish up their international series. Yeah, we'll see that. Well, and you know, uh, we'll be talking about it, haven't we, where I know quite a few people that will be flying over for the rugby league in a few months to Vegas. Same sort of thing uh, with that match in yep. Germany. Uh, what else, mate? Uh, two great games. I, I mentioned the one o'clock window. The blockbuster was supposed to be that wasn't. Yes. Still wound up with two fantastic finishes yeah. uh, yesterday in the in the one o'clock window. Um, I, I don't know what's the better story, Houston or Minnesota. I'll start with Houston because Houston yesterday, C.J. Stroud, 
I am now a, a I am now a parishioner at the Church of CJ. Mm-hmm. He is the truth. He is the power. He is the way. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans, four hundred seventy yards passing. That is an NFL rookie record. Five touchdowns, no interceptions, led a game-winning touchdown drive, 46 seconds left, down four, took them all the way down the field, scored the touchdown with six seconds left to, to beat Tampa Bay yesterday, 31-28. to 28. Dario Gumbawale, I want to mention him as well, backup running back. He got pressed into service as well as a kicker. The, the regulars, the place kicker, got injured during the game, uh, injured his quad, couldn't kick the ball. Mm. So he had to handle, Wale had to handle kickoff duties. And with under nine minutes left in a tie ball game, got sent on to kick a 29-yard field goal, which he did. He is a backup running back, not a kicker by trade, but he kicked a field goal yesterday. First non-kicker, non-punter to kick a field goal in an NFL game since Wes Welker in 2004. And that's not even the best story of the weekend. Mm. Uh, Minnesota beat beat Atlanta 31-28. Josh Dobbs just traded on Tuesday, a week ago, to Minnesota from Arizona. He was the backup yesterday, got pressed into service because the starting quarterback who was taking over for Kirk Cousins, who injured his Achilles last week, got concussed. He went into concussion protocol, was out of the game. Dobbs took zero reps in practice with the first team all week. He just showed up on Wednesday after the trade, Mm. didn't know his teammates' names, didn't really know the playbook, led Minnesota on a game-winning touchdown drive in the final two minutes to beat Atlanta 31-28. to uh, For Dobbs, call him a journeyman. Call him whatever you want. He's been on five teams since September of 2022. But, man, he's already a cult figure in Minnesota with oh. that win yesterday. All right. Very, very interesting indeed. Uh, very quickly, uh, any update? Any update? Yes. Re- Taylor Swift and Travis, has there been? I did see – I did hear on the news yesterday or the other day that he was asked whether he loves Taylor, and he said, oh, no, I'm just going to keep it quiet, which I thought was a very smart move by him. That That is a very smart move. Keep, mm. you know, you got to keep at least some of the private life private. I mean, when you're a public figure – I obviously they like each other. They're they're making it. They're making an honest go of it, mm. of a, a relationship. Mm. And you know what? If they wind up getting married, well, then you'll have your answer. Exactly. Until then, Very let true. the let them have a relationship. Let Correct. them become a couple. Now I asked That's you. My now I asked you, and a good opinion at that. I asked you to have a look at the Melbourne Cup field all the way in America. Who are you tipping to win the Melbourne Cup? Because, look, you did well with your NRL tips this year, not having much idea. So what about the Melbourne Cup? Who's your horse? Well, uh, the favourite is Vauban, right? Uh, Yes, yes. uh, Yep, I haven't got the odds in front of me, but I'll go with that. Yep. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Vauban, at least in this story, $4.60. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, the other horse being trained by by Willie Mullins. I'm gonna tip absurd. Absurd. Okay, you're gonna which go. is which is fit 
which is completely fitting because the idea of me tipping horse races and tipping winners in horse racing is completely absurd. Especially from the other side of the world. All right, Chris is on absurd. So take that with a grain of salt, but maybe uh, worth a dollar or two. Remember, what's uh, what's gambling really costing you? Chris, great stuff. We will speak on Thursday morning. We'll continue your search for the NRL team. I'll let you know how your Melbourne Cup tip went, and uh, we'll get all the latest from America as well. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll uh, review the college football playoff rankings. The new ones come out tomorrow. Good uh, stuff. Not expecting too many changes. Perfect. Awesome. Speak to you, mate. Speak to you in a couple of days. All right. Have a good day. You too, mate. Chris Perkins on the line from America. So he's gone absurd in the Melbourne Cup. What's your tip for the Melbourne Cup? Get them in, 0457-736-736. Is it the biggest day on the Australian sporting calendar? Give me your top three for you. Uh, top days in sport on the Australian sporting calendar. And we're going to speak to John Gallo in a second about all things football. A second division coming in uh, in 2025. They'll look at promotion and relegation down the line. Would you like to see that firstly in football slash soccer between the A-League and the second division? But secondly, would you like to ever see it in the NRL? Do you think it would work in rugby league? More text in just a second. And John Gallo, it is 27 minutes to 6, 27 to 5 in Queensland. 23 to 6, 23 to 5 in Queensland. John Gallo in just a second. Craig says on the text, 0457 736 736. Morning, Dan. My money will be on Sulcombe today. Good luck to you, Kiwi Craig. Thank you, Kiwi Craig. So Sulcombe for Craig. Who are you on today in the Melbourne Cup? Uh, We'll try and find a prize uh, for you tomorrow if you are anywhere near predicting the winner. What are you doing for Melbourne Cup? Is it the biggest day on the Australian sporting calendar? Give me your top three. And we're about to talk to John about promotion and relegation in football. Uh, could it have, have a place in the NRL? Would you like to see that? Before we go to John, don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store. You haven't got long before November 12 at Beaumont's and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And it is time to have a chat with the great John Gallo, who's on the line. John, how are you this morning? Very good, Dan. Very, very good. Melbourne Cup Day, of course. We're all raring to go. Mm. Uh, you know, got a, got a tinge of COVID sprayed on me, mate, but I'm okay <laughs> other than that. Uh, and I'm going raring to go, mate. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to put a horse on the balcony anytime soon. And uh, and obviously remembrance of the uh, the Melbourne Cup that we've got going on today. So yes, what a day it will be, mate! Full uh, sport and action across the uh, across the nation. I will ask you about the, uh, your tip for the Melbourne Cup at the end of the segment, but uh, just quickly, considering you have a bit of the dose of COVID, are you leaving the house in a hazmat suit when you? Well, you probably well you are allowed to leave the house, yeah. So are you leaving the house in a hazmat suit and masked up? I'm sure you would be, of course. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. We've got a hazmat suit on for, for various different reasons <laughs> when I come back to the apartment, Dan. But, um, yes, we won't COVID. touch on that one, will we? But, uh, COVID, no, so I will least have to be worries. very cautious. Mm. Yes, I have to be very cautious. Mm. I have to have my uh, tape out, my tape measure, making sure everyone keeps their distance mm. still. Mm. I don't get too close to people. Mm. Uh, but we, we are eyeing down a potential pub visit around 12 o'clock for a quick mm. drink. My missus got the day off today, yeah. so a rare one to celebrate. 
a rare day yeah. at the pub for John Gello these days. Now, uh, yeah. I want to ask you – well, that you enjoy that. Don't sit cl- too close to anyone. Uh, now, uh, apart from no. – anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, now, uh, promotion relegation. Uh, they're looking at – well, they're not looking at bringing it in yet at, in football. They're talking about a second division going to start in 2025 in Australian football, and they've said uh, down the line, once it's all up and running, they will then consider promotion slash relegation. Do, do you think that would ever work? It's great in the EPL and other leagues around the world. Do you think that would work in Australian football or not? Absolutely, mate. This should have happened about, you know, 20, 30 years ago whenever they brought the A-League out. This was, you know, on the cards for a long time. There were conversations to be had about the A-League needed to create a second-tier competition. Potentially the A-League 2 was a rumoured name of it. I don't know what they'll call it now, but that was a rumoured name going back five or six years ago. But this has always been somewhat on the agenda for many, many years since they actually started the A-League. And they wanted the A-League to mature then as well before they started to consider a second league. And however many years later, they're now finally looking at introducing one, which is a long time coming, to be honest. I think the sport has been screaming out for one. Uh, we see it in, in all the European top competitions with uh, the likes of England, obviously the UK in general, with Scotland, Ireland, um, and obviously in Europe with the uh, Serie A, Serie B, the Bundesliga 1, the Bundesliga 2 mm. as well. So we see it right across the world being played out. I think it's something that the, the A-League has to certainly do. Um, and I think it'll be wonderful to have. Obviously, some of those teams that are mentioned, possible candidates, South Melbourne, Preston, Marconi, Sydney Olympic, RBA Leichhardt, and Sydney United. So, uh, yeah, some really formidable sides back in NSL days will be featuring possibly in the second-tier competition, which is fantastic. Obviously, there's going to be more teams mentioned in due course, but uh, it looks like it will be a really strong second-tier competition as well. And I think what it would also do, just before you go through the results from the A-League on the weekend and then look at the EPL, is it might add another little bit more interest in Australian football, which is probably needed in terms of not the materials of the Socceroos, but locally, the domestic level, anything that maybe gets more people watching the games that's only going to be a good thing for Australian football in the long term. Yeah, it'll be a production line for Australian football talent, for coaches and players alike. So it'll be a really good you know, field and foundational base for Australian football to start their platform and really build up the talent and have the talent coming through in more droves, which is what we want to see going forward in the future. So I think it's only going to be positive for football going forward. All right, sounds good. A-League over the weekend. Melbourne City 2, Sydney FC nil, and an awful start of the season for Sydney FC. Uh, Wellington Phoenix 5 over Brisbane Raw 2. MacArthur 1, uh, Western United nil. Melbourne at Adelaide, uh, Melbourne Victory at Adelaide United had a one-all draw. Uh, we saw Perth Glory 2 over the Central Coast Mariners nil and and the Newcastle Jets and West Sydney Wanderers had a two-all draw. That was A-League across the course of the weekend. Let's have a look at the Premier League. There is one game to come today, which we'll touch on shortly, but let us go back to where it all started, and that was Man United not convincing, but managed to get a 1-0 win over Fulham. Yeah, I feel sorry for Fulham in this one. They, they really played some good football at times, Fulham. Uh, but credit to Man United, they held in there in the end and it only came down to a 91-minute strike by Bruno Fernandes in stoppage time. We stunned the back of the net and uh, really, you know, it was, it was Old Trafford just really went up there at the moment. It was a fantastic performance, fantastic result in the end for, for Man United. But I just think they could have played a whole lot better as well at certain moments in that game. And well done to, to Man United to get three points. That's the main thing. Uh, because there have been a lot of criticisms coming at them. Uh, and obviously, you know, away at Craven Cottage as well, it was a difficult place to come play. But well done for me United to get three points. And hopefully, we'll kickstart their season. They've had a lot of pressure on Ten Hag as well. So hopefully, the pressure is released somewhat on him going forward this season. Uh, good win for Brentford over West Ham, 3-2. 
yeah, great win for the neutral. I think this was a great game, great win for Bedford. 3-2, tight battle. Uh, obviously, West Ham are mid-table side. And Bedford have been showing their consistency. They had a 2-0 win last week against Chelsea. Another win on the road on the weekend. Good performance against uh, an informed West Ham side. So, well done for Bedford. Three points at home and in a well-deserved victory as well. Man City, we know they suffered those couple of losses a few weeks back. They've hit back over recent weeks and hit back in a huge way over the weekend. 6-1 over Bournemouth. Yeah, this was a cricket scoreline in the end, wasn't it, really? I think Man City, men versus boys stuff, uh, really showed their, their Premier League title credentials in this one. Uh, no surprises at all. Bournemouth has been struggling in the wrong end of the table for some time, yet uh, Man City have been flying high and really on the heels of Spurs at the moment. And you can see they're, they're really kicking it up a notch at the moment, which is really scary stuff to see. 6-1, uh, convincing performance yet again. Sheffield United 2 over Wolves 1. Well, this is a big result, actually, mm. in the whole scheme of things. I mean, Sheffield United bottom of the table, and to get out with a 2-1 win, uh, absolutely formidable, fantastic for Sheffield United. And Wolves, you know, playing some decent football, from getting some good results this season, haven't been an easy team to play by any measure. So for Sheffield United to walk out with three points, uh, hopefully now will galvanise them and try to, you know, get them going this season. They've been looking for something, so this will hopefully put them in good stead to go forward this season with some good results and get them out of a relegation battle going forward. But we'll have to wait and see. But great performance and great results for Sheffield United. Crystal Palace defeated Burnley 2-0. No surprises. Burnley struggling on the wrong end of the table. Palace around that mid-table, working in around that mid-table. The form has dropped off the last couple of weeks, Palace. So getting three points away from home will do them hopefully the world a good good three points. Everton, one all draw with Brighton. Yeah, well, I thought this was a decent result for Everton. I know they were leading 1-0 for large periods of that game and only conceded the equaliser probably less than 10 minutes to go. So they'll be a little bit disappointed that they only walked out with a point after staring down the barrel of a possible three. But I'm going to go, I think this is a favour of Everton. I think Everton will be more happy than the two sides. I think Brighton will feel like they dropped three points here and Everton getting a point near the bottom of the table will do them the world of good as well. Bit of controversy in this. Newcastle won Arsenal nil. Yeah, well, where do you start? The controversy is, you know, happening with Mikel Arteta's post-game press conference mm. and obviously the Arsenal statement afterwards, which I thought was a little bit childish for Arsenal to you know, come out with a statement like that. But anyway, that's in football. There was a lot of controversial moments, obviously, the, the tackle on, on Longstaff, Bruno Gamierich, the, the elbow, the back of the head, possible two send-offs in that game that didn't happen. Uh, and then obviously we saw a few instances being where the Newcastle goal was the ball out, was it in? No one could actually tell. The push on the back to, to Gabriel, I thought that was a, a foul and should have been given to Arsenal, to be honest. There was about three or four VAR checks in Newcastle's goal, but in the end, they all cleared and they all passed, and uh, that's all that matters if you're a Newcastle fan. So it all swings and roundabouts. I'm sure Arsenal have had some good decisions go their way mm. in the past that perhaps other teams didn't look at, so it all swings and roundabouts, but... Uh, yeah, look, I think great performance in the end from Newcastle. They were tough. They were physical. They were in the face of Arsenal throughout the course of that 90 minutes. They mm. didn't allow Arteta's team to play that kind of football that they normally like to do. So credit to Newcastle United. I thought they deserved three points in that game. They fought hard. So a good victory at home at St. James Park as well. Uh, Nottingham Forest beat Aston Villa 2-0, which is an upset in itself. But I just want to ask you about this game. Luton Town, Liverpool. God, you had to feel sorry for Luton Town almost getting a win at home. Yes, they did. They stared down the barrel of a 1-0 down last less than 10 minutes ago. And then, obviously, uh, Liverpool grabbed it with an equaliser in the dying couple of minutes of the game. Look, to be fair, Liverpool created a lot of opportunities throughout that game. Darwin Nunes couldn't hit a barn door from five metres out. It was that bad. He blazed the ball over the, over the bar a few occasions. 
Uh, geez, his confidence has taken a massive hit this season. He hasn't been able to finish as he's been requested to do. And look, I think Liverpool will be ruining that opportunity. They were playing some really good football throughout the game. I thought they deserved to get three points, the amount of opportunities they created, but just couldn't finish in the back of the net. And uh, suddenly Luton Town went down the other end and scored. So it was a funny game, but a game that we've seen all too often from Liverpool in the past. Um, but a good point for Luton Town. They'll be very, very pleased about that. Hopefully that will help galvanise them for the rest of the season going forward. But Liverpool, I think that three points dropped well and truly. And can I have a tip today? Match starting in about just over an hour, 7am, 6am in Queensland. Tottenham, do they stay at the top of the league? Do they beat Chelsea? Absolutely. I think 2 or 3 nil. I think Spurs mm. in their form, they've been showing Son, Kuzeski, James Madison in that midfield. You've got Sunya and Bat and uh, Saar as well in that midfield for Tottenham. I just think they'll be too strong. I think Chelsea's performance last weekend, they lost 2 nil to Bradford. At home, that was a really sluggish performance, particularly that second 45 minutes. I think they're going to have to be a whole lot better to face this informed Tottenham team. I think Spurs win this one comfortably 2 or 3 nil. All right, and we can't let you go without a Melbourne Cup tip. Who are you looking at in today's Melbourne Cup? Well, Dan, I'm going with uh, a horse that actually is one of the favourites that uh, I'm very fortunate enough that my missus uh, actually helps uh, with the uh, vet side of things. I'm going to uh, go with Gold Trip. Gold, Gold Trip won it last yes. year. Yes. Uh, obviously, they're you know kilo heavier than last season, but their form coming into this Melbourne Cup, from what I hear and all reports, has been good uh, and a happy, healthy horse as well. So I'm going to go with Gold Trip, Dan. All right. So Chris Perkins, American, went with absurd. You've gone Gold Trip. I'm going to go without a fight. Of course, was very successful a couple of weeks ago. Uh, is so... that a horse, Dan, or is that what you're just saying? No, 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 <laughs> In no, no, no. <laughs> no. Well, no, no, no. Without a fight, uh, it won me a bit of money. Of course, remember what's gambling really costing you the other uh, week. So I'm looking forward uh, to see how it goes today, but you just never know. It's such a lottery, isn't it, in the Melbourne Cup. It is. Now, John, uh, Charlie Goodsir will be in the chair on Friday and next Tuesday before we go national a little bit. Lots of renovations going on here. But uh, So you'll have a chat with Charlie on Friday and Tuesday. We will chat when I return in a few weeks' time. I'm very much looking forward to it. And let's hope, uh, for Andrew's sake, Tottenham are still at the top of the ladder when we next speak on air. Yes, mate, and you enjoy your little trip uh, this Thank weekend you. leading up. Thank so have you. a good uh, good break, mate. Well-deserved break. I look forward to talking to the man, Charlie Goodsir, fellow Novocastrin. So look forward to that. Uh, and, yes, well, your, your whole place is getting renovated now, so uh, <laughs> yes. we won't talk for some time. But that's, that's the life of radio, isn't it? So it good is. To, uh, good to see you, mate, and we'll keep up uh, soon. Yes, we will catch up soon, and we'll speak uh, shortly. Charlie Goodsir will speak to you Friday. Have a great Melbourne Cup day. You too, mate. Enjoy it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, John Gallo, we'll be back on Friday with Charlie. Good, sir. We'll finish off with some texts in a sec. It's 10 to 6, 10 to 5 in Queensland. On the text to finish things off, Rob says, Morning, Dan. I've had some experience in the NPL soccer youth seniors with my son. You'd be lucky to get one to 200 people at some games. Possibly with interstate and heritage rivalry, it may get a few more people to games, but I doubt fans will ever travel interstate to watch a lower league than A-League when the A-League Australian get crowds as well. Correct. Football in Australia is a really funny beast. So much potential yet always seem to have its issues. I really do hope it does work out though. Thank you, Rob. Interesting text talking about promotion relegation. A junior Smithy says, Morning, Dan. I'm My first fall for the cup is number 5, 7, 15 and 21. And I've been someone who's always bringing up the facts on how the NRL, I remember this, should be creating a second division in in a way to create new franchises into new markets without the big cost of being an NRL club. 
and clubs like the Bears and the Ipswich Jets can make a push to maybe get into the NRL through promotion and relegation. Good text, Junior Smithy. Thank you for all your texts today. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to John. Tomorrow we will have a chat with Matty Cox, host of Tradies News down in Melbourne. Enjoy your Melbourne Cup day, whatever you are doing. Breakfast coming up with Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander. Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of them, and then it'll be Pat and Heels. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5am, 4am in Queensland. Breakfast is next.